Hello, my name is Gage Johnson, and I'm the Multimedia Coordinator for the MKY Guide. Before we begin, I'd like to talk a little bit about the state of Callaway County and the Murray, Kentucky community at the moment. As of October 29th, Kentucky has hit a new peak in terms of the coronavirus. In Callaway County, the total number of cases has increased to 1,002 cases with the new 30 cases that were announced on October 28th. Seven patients are currently hospitalized while 141 isolate at home. Murray State University's total number of cases has now reached 338 as 56 new cases were reported during the time period of October 19th to October 28th. With the uh, amount of cases that have uh, risen, Callaway County has been identified as a red zone. And uh, as of October 27th, Governor Bashir has issued red zone recommendations. With cases skyrocketing across the county and the Commonwealth as a whole, local school systems have responded to adapt to the current situation. On October 29th, the Callaway County School District will move to an online setting and cancel all extracurricular activities effective November 4th. The Murray Independent School District will do so as well. At the moment, Murray State University has not made any decisions in moving to a fully virtual setting in reporting all of this, I just want to say that we are clearly in some dark times. Kids have lost valuable education experience in person. High school athletes have been robbed of multiple sports seasons. Family and friends have had to constantly worry about their health and safety. And some have suffered major heartbreak at the loss of others due to COVID-19. In these unprecedented times, it can feel like you are alone. It can feel like the world is closing in and you're fighting a never ending battle with a virus that has changed the world in ways unimaginable before but nobody is alone. The rest of the state of Kentucky and the rest of the world is fighting this battle right along with you. It takes entire counties, cities, and the country as a whole to help end this year long bout with coronavirus. That being said, let's continue to try and fight this going forward. Trust your health experts, wear a mask, social distance, and do your part to help prevent the spread of COVID-19. Let's allow kids to get back in school, athletes back on the fields, freshmen to receive a true college experience, and most of all, keep the ones we love most safe. This all starts with you, a single person, banding together with those across the Commonwealth and the United States in order to help this pandemic. Thank you for tuning in. Now I'm here with my fellow MKY guide staff, Nigel Walton, Emily Shepard, Addison Watson, and Taylor West. With election day quickly approaching, we're here to discuss how voting during the pandemic has gone in Callaway County. So um, I'll also go ahead and first and say that um, early voting has seemed to be a success. They've had the early voting at the Robert O. Miller Annex which has turned out pretty well. I talked to some of the election workers there and then uh, Callaway County Clerk Antonia Faulkner. Um, and they're, they're pretty confident about how early voting has got. And I would like to see uh, what your guys' thoughts have been or what you guys have heard from other people that have gotten to go out and go vote early. So, I mean, looking into information, I found out that in Kentucky, uh, over 1.28 million people have voted, which is a 36% turnout. But 
with that 36% turnout. Kentucky is uh, only 670,000 votes from passing the 2016 total. So with that being said, that shows that people are really taking this voting seriously. Like I can tell basically just by the media, we see a lot of big time artists, entertainers doing, promoting a bunch of voting. Even schools are promoting uh, their students to go vote. You know, they didn't do that in 2016. And I think that's a big reason it's like that. And mm -hmm. not just Kentucky, but we wanna talk about America. Um, like according to the US elections project, mm -hmm. early voting has already hit like 50% of uh, the total ballots in 2016. So I see that more people are taking it. I guess people seen what happened in 2016 and seen that, hey, everybody didn't vote and this is what happens or whatever, whatever, however they feel. And I feel like now they want to jump into it this time. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, according to CNBC, around 79 million people have already voted in the election. And, you know, given roughly a population of 330 million or so, we, we're already seeing over 25% of all Americans vote. So I definitely think that it's uh, we're going to see historic turnouts um, as far as how many people end up getting to cast their vote. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And um, I don't know about you guys. I went to school 20 minutes from Murray State um, and teaching students about civic engagement and voting wasn't a really big thing to do. 2016 was my first year voting and my school didn't help me register. They didn't talk to me about it or like the importance. So, you know, thankfully I've always been kind of politically charged. So I did the research myself, but this year I've seen a lot of, um, like Nigel said, celebrities and things endorsing um, schools have really gotten involved in helping their students even pre-register. Um, a really great thing, it's a nonpartisan uh, movement called I'm a Voter, and it's really directed towards first-time voters, but everyone, and all you have to do is like text a number, and they get you set up to vote. They send you the links. It takes five minutes, so there's a lot of more resources that I'm seeing this year directed towards young voters because after all you know this is affecting their future so i think it's really awesome that we're seeing a push for voting mm -hmm. especially you know early voters it's it's really it's really neat and it's cool to see how we're handling it in covid i think though the the consensus has kind of been that the early voting has made a difference it's a lot of people to get out and they're still able to stay safe and everything um, and it obviously has affected the number of votes already. I mean, we've reported the numbers already, just saying how much it's surpassed past years already and just the, uh, the, uh, the support it's gotten from a lot of people. Um, and that goes to show why um, the Kentucky Secretary of State, Michael Adams, is um, trying to make early voting a permanent option, which um, I think is a, a pretty solid idea. Um, it's something that if, if it's going to keep people voting and getting out and making their voice heard, um, I think it's really a really cool thing. Um, and I'd like to hear your guys' kind of thoughts about just how he's what he's trying to do to make that happen. Um, and then if you think that early voting can, can really help us going forward, as it seems to have this year. I really enjoy um, the early voting because Tuesday, 6 to 6, really doesn't work for a lot of people. And so it's really giving 
a lot of individuals a chance to vote. And on election day, when we only had one day, some people would be like, oh, well, I can't afford to take off work or I don't have the time. So I'm not gonna, you know, my day is not gonna be ruined because I need to go stop by and then wait in line for an hour sometimes to, I mean, now we're seeing, I mean, 12 hour wait sometimes at the polls right now. So I really like the process of early voting. And I think it's really helping people be civically engaged in the community and in the nation as a whole. I really think it's a good idea. Mm -hmm. I agree with that because even with early voting, you see people still waiting in line for more than six to 10 hours waiting on the waiting on a vote. So like they can probably do it even earlier. So more people can like have flexibility in their schedule that will help. Mm -hmm. um, and just given the times, obviously with the pandemic, it's made a big difference. Um, and those kind of things are good. It even affects the voting on election day itself. Um, the polls on election day will be open from 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. with uh, the four super centers being the locations, that being the CFSB Center, the North Elementary School, Southwest Elementary School, and East Elementary School gymnasiums in Callaway County. Um, and one of the things that a lot of people are curious about is the results and how those are kind of going to be gathered in a time where they've had many, many absentee ballots um, in all these different locations. But um, according to Faulkner, the county clerk, um, they're pretty confident about being able to have the results for the county on election day. Um, hope, they're saying hopefully by 8 p.m. Um, we're not, no one's really sure if that's gonna be possible. Uh, the absentee ballots, they're due by 6 p.m. on that day, but um, some can be postmarked until a couple days after. So um, what do you guys think will kind of happen based on county results and maybe will we get federal results on time or is it gonna be something where we're gonna have to wait a couple days to figure out who our next president or who are, is taking over certain roles is? I really think that um, for the presidential race, it'll be a few days probably um, just in turn of, you know, what our current president has said and um, on absentee ballots. And we're also lacking in the postal service right now during COVID. Like there's not packages and mail are taking days to weeks sometimes. And I'm kind of afraid that we're gonna have people's ballots that they sent months ago and they're lost in the mail or something. And we had something earlier in the few months ago where post boxes were being locked up or taken away and so that's another, you know, not great part about absentee voting. I think we'll have local elections probably covered. If not that night, for sure in the morning, I think we'll wake up and we will know who um, our local races are. But I think we'll be a few days for the presidential election. Yeah, I have to agree with that. Um, given, unless it is just an absolute landslide, and I'm talking a landslide, one way or the other, where the deficit of votes that can't be made up or, or were issued as absentee ballots, then I don't see any way possible that we're going to know who, who won the presidential election on election night. Uh, I agree with Taylor, though. I think that given the situation from state to state, I think that, that states will be able to determine who won. Um, I don't really know exactly how many absentee ballots went out for different states or even for, for Kentucky to a T, but I would be willing to bet that 
the race will be able to be called on election night for uh, a local election or even statewide elections. Yeah, for Kentucky, we sent out 655,452 absentee ballots, and right now we have 82.5% of those sent back. So that's a lot. Um, but also, you know, we've kind of realized that we can't listen to the polls throughout, like, for sure, for sure on election, because during the 2016 election, we had Clinton winning by a landslide and then we didn't and then we did and then we didn't you know so I'm really scared but also kind of excited to see how absentee ballots are going to really affect that yeah so like you said in Kentucky we're waiting on about 18 percent of the 600 and some odd thousand absentee ballots they got sent out to come in so if that deficit is greater than roughly 18 percent then I think we'll be able to call it if it's not then you know we're gonna probably have to wait a day or two and and given the senate race in kentucky i think that that you know there's definitely a chance we might have to wait a day or two because i think it's going to be closed yeah mm. um and then i, I think that's it's going to be really interesting to see um just so our listeners know and our readers know um we're going to kind of be collaborating with the murray state news our campus paper um and we're going to be kind of giving election coverage Throughout the day, as much as we can, we're going to send people to all the polling locations. Um, we're going to get stories written on all the candidates, who's won, give you more information about each one, um, and try, try to do the best we can in getting those numbers. We'll have someone at the courthouse all day in hopes that we can get the numbers. Um, while we're doing this, we're obviously staying safe, we're masking, um, staying on our uh, guidelines that we have to follow, so there will be masks, social distancing all that good stuff, but we're going to be providing coverage as that all um, unfolds. So hopefully we'll be able to get some results on that day, but if not, um, we will be reporting it as it goes. The early voting has clearly just been something that's been really interesting in absentee ballots. Um, and I can't, I know a lot of people are ready to see how much of a change this has had on not only your local area, but the country in general. All right, and that is it for this ep this week's episode of MKY Guides Political Pondering. Thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, go out and vote, and we'll have your election day coverage and coverage throughout that week. So thank you very much for tuning in, and we hope you return to listen next time.